I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Have you yet downloaded the KSL News Radio app? Powered by Any Hour Services. If you do that, again, the KSL News Radio app, I, I insist you download this thing. Uh, and, and here's the reason why. Specifically today, uh, if you uh, missed the segment before the newscast, a conversation I had with Chief Mike Brown from the Salt Lake City Police Department, he, he and I discussed a, a list of new uh, orders which have been handed down by uh, Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall. Uh, a number of things that his department will be required to do now starting September 5th of this year, uh, things involving the use of force uh, and the reporting and the intervening if you should see a fellow officer either about to or in the midst of engaging in excessive force, a, a number of things. It's a, it's a long list uh, and there are a lot of requirements. I asked uh, if this is in fact a major list if these changes and reforms are in fact major, uh, and the the chief said, oh well, uh, not exactly major, but uh, but they will uh, be implemented uh, certainly. Anyway, he also talked about uh, the the spirit of law enforcement and the dedication that the the men and women who wear the uniform and the badge today uh, bring to their job, at least in the uh, Salt Lake City Police Department. And I asked about uh, retention and recruiting, and he said, you know. Lee, you can't deny that in this climate these days when the profession of law enforcement has been demonized so that morale is low, but that uh, those men and women uh, who agree to do the duty each day to protect and serve, that they continue to show up. And that if there's anyone out there listening, or maybe you have a a friend or a child, a niece or a nephew, and they uh, are of noble and upstanding character, uh, maybe a career in law enforcement is for them. So don't discount uh, or don't uh, don't discourage someone if they're uh, curious about getting into the field of law enforcement. If I I mentioned before the break there, if I could somehow uh, like rewrite the the rules and invent a time machine or something and live multiple lives, I've been very happy with the life I've lived. But I would love to have another experience uh, serving as a member of law enforcement. I'd love to be a police officer. When I think of police officers, I think of all the good they do, all the good they've done me in my life. On that same thing theme, and I'll get off this in a second, if I had a time machine, I would also uh, live a life as a farmer. I would live a life as a teacher, and I would live a life as uh, like a world traveler, if that's a job. <laughs> I'd figure that out somehow. <laughs> uh, a lot of things I'd like to do, uh, only one little lifetime to do it. Uh, anyway, I, I told you, we were going to spend the next few minutes discussing price gouging. 
And we are going to do exactly that. Let me tell you a story. When I was young, I was in Boy Scouts, uh, a wonderful organization from which I learned very, very much and uh, derived many memories. I have wonderful memories of my days in Boy Scouting, tying knots and going on adventures. And one summer, one summer we went to summer camp, Camp Dittmer, part of the Iroquois Trail Council. Look that one up. It's a good one. Uh, at Camp Dittmer, uh, as you know, likely going to scouting camp yourself or sending children off to, to scouting camp, you, you earn a lot of merit badges there. And uh, each merit badge has a list of requirements and explanations on how to uh, achieve those or accomplish those requirements. The little the, the merit badge booklets, right? Uh, when I was in scouting, it was uh, uh, it was a red banner across the top uh, that had the name of the merit badge, uh, and then maybe 20, 40 pages of instructions inside. And in the back, uh, you were able to check off all of your requirements as you completed them, and you would have a uh, a certified merit badge counselor. Uh, sign off on your satisfying each of those requirements. Well, when we all showed up to scout camp, not all of us had the the booklets required for uh, for scouting or for the merit badges. All right, but don't worry, they knew that they knew scouts come unprepared sometimes. Uh, that's why we're going. We're learning how to be prepared. In the trading post, you could buy for fifty cents any one of the merit badge booklets. Now, first aid. First aid merit badge, that's a required, that's a, a required for Eagle merit badge. If you are pursuing uh, your Eagle Scout award, which I have, you have to complete the, the first aid merit badge. 50 cents, it was for sale in the trading post. Well, there was an older scout in our group, a scout who had himself a, a summer job, and so he had a little bit of folding money in his pocket, some spending money. And he was very entrepreneurial, quote-unquote. And he marched into the trading post, and he looked at the rack, and he saw, for 50 cents, he could buy himself the first aid merit badge. And there weren't, there weren't many of these books, but there were, there were a lot. And so he looked at all the books on the shelves there, and he asked the, the, the camp counselor behind the counter, he said, do you have any more of these uh, merit badge books here for first aid? Uh, and they said, no, 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 that's, that's all we have. Uh, there were about 30 of them, I think. And so what, uh, what this older scout did, and I'll, I'll, I will withhold his name, uh, he has since grown up to be a wonderfully successful man, and you might understand how he pulled that off in just a moment. He walks up to the rack where all these merit badge books are sold, he collects all of them, all 30 of them, walks up to the counter and says, I'd like to buy them all. 50 cents each, times 30, blah, 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 do the math. He... You know, having a little bit extra money to make a purchase like that knew, too, that a, a good number of us scouts were going to show up and need, as a requirement for our pursuit of our Eagle Scout Award, to purchase uh, that booklet. And he sold them for about a dollar each. Doubled his money. Did pretty well. That was gouging. That was no good. The scout leaders uh, came down on him pretty hard. And in 2005, here in the state of Utah, Patrice Arendt, member of the House at that time, since retired, uh, she wrote a rule here in the state of Utah, a piece of legislation which ultimately was signed into law uh, known as the Price Controls During Emergencies Act. It prohibits price gouging. It has some very simple, uh, simple criteria, which, which if you, you know, operate within those criteria, you, are not, uh, you have not committed price gouging. Well, uh, we had a conversation here on this 
radio program at the dawn of the coronavirus, right? Uh, so this was March. In fact, this was the day before that big earthquake on March 17th. On March 16th, uh, when we saw what was shaping up to be, um, well, okay, in March, that's when everyone was buying toilet paper and hand sanitizer and Clorox wipes and everything, and we were all figuring out how to exactly how to panic due to the pandemic. <laughs> I spoke to Sean Reyes uh, about price gouging. He defined it for us. Excessive uh, raising of your prices to exploit people in this time of need, um, it's against the law. Well, some people heard that. In fact, almost a thousand people heard that. And almost a thousand people phoned into the Utah Division of Consumer Protection and lodged complaints against uh, retailers, uh, people uh, on online, uh, various places where you sell your wares, or maybe it was just someone down the street selling this or that. 933 complaints alleging price gouging. And the Division of Consumer Protection, they sprang to action and started investigating. And can I tell you something pretty cool? Of those 933 complaints, only seven citations have been issued. Those citations require that uh, whoever is guilty, that they repay the customer, you know, the difference between, you know, just a, a normal acceptable markup and a gouge, and then to uh, the state that they pay uh, a fine, equating to about 10% of, uh, of the gouge, so to speak. A lot of complaining, not much gouging. Seven citations. In fact, uh, it's only slightly over $13,000, which these uh, seven cited companies have to pay back, either to their customers uh, or in the form of fines to the state. So of 933 complaints, only seven citations. What that says to me is that here in Utah, uh, we look out for each other. There may be some exceptions in those seven citations, but as I have read through them, uh, it looks like people who, small business owners who fell on some real hard times, and they, uh, they thought that they were in the right, some of them, uh, but regardless of their motivations, a number of only seven uh, coming from 933 allegations, and also uh, knowing how many, how many companies there are here in this great state. Uh, that only seven citations have been handed down. I'd like to congratulate you, Utah. You did well. A lot of people doing some complaining, uh, but gouging. Gouging was not a common practice among Utahns as you and I have endured this pandemic here together. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to keep looking at this COVID deal, COVID-19, as you know, and see how it's impacted some classrooms. Uh, there are some rallies uh, scheduled and some board meetings on the horizon. Kelly Pierce with KSL News Radio will join us next. Help us sort it all out. See what she has seen ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.